are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And well, that was a win. That was a really, really strong win for New Orleans, probably their best 48-minute game of the season. We'll break down the victory over the Suns, look at the good, the bad, just overall what's going on with the team. Then, given that they beat the Suns, and the Suns beat another team a couple of days ago in the Dallas Mavericks, I want to look at the two situations and compare them a little bit, and we're probably going to piss off the city of Dallas by doing that. So, let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced in Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only over at BlueNile.com. So in last night's game, the Pelicans grabbed a 123-101 win. We're going to talk about that in the first two segments of today's show. But I want to start off with this. The theme of this week had kind of been that the Pelicans need to make a choice, right? Like, what do you You got to make changes. That's what it was. The Pelicans needed to make changes. And then... Depending on the changes you make, you're going in one of two directions, trying to stay competitive and win some games, or maybe look towards the future and try and develop some of these younger guys. You can't really, it's not working to try and do both as the team had really been looking to do. Jackson Hayes was giving you really, really bad minutes out there, while we also wanted to see more of Kyra Lewis Jr., but at the same point, the Pelicans want to be competitive, they want to win games, that's what every coach wants, it's what every player wants, they don't think about tanking or, you know, four or five years down the line like maybe a front office executive and David Griffin does. Well, the well the Pelicans made their choice, and particularly Stan Van Gundy made their choice, and they went out to try and win. And when you looked at the rotation in this and the minutes that were given out, you know, they made a change, so credit to them. Wouldn't be the one that I'd go with, but you know what? If they wanted to win games, a 123-101 win over the Phoenix Suns, who are pretty decent, looks pretty good here. And in this game, you got really strong performances out of a number of people. And this kind of ties into what I talked about in yesterday's show, that a full-on youth movement might not be the best way to go about things overall. It's still about maximizing both Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And it's not necessarily about developmental minutes for Jackson Hayes when you really think about the future. Those two guys are the core guys. Those are the two guys that are going to carry you going forward. And in this game, Jackson Hayes didn't play. Kyra Lewis Jr., two and a half minutes worth of action. That's it. J.J. Redick, back to getting minutes after a bunch of DNPs, played 18 in this one. Willie Hernan Gomez, after his good performance against the Kings, 19 and a half minutes. And in those 19 and a half minutes, he had a plus minus of one, meaning he was not good. It's not the answer here, but he's not bad either. He's a neutral, and when you compare that to the real bad minutes that, say, a guy like Jackson Hayes had been giving you, when you pop him out there for almost 20 minutes of action and it's not tanking your team, 
yeah, you can win and you can play well. And I think that's kind of what you saw from the Pelicans in this game. You got some quality minutes from J.J. Redick. He wasn't just outright bad. He hit a couple of shots. That's all he really needs to do. Two of five from three, 10 total points. Um, And he was in lineups that succeeded. And so when you look at it like that, and we haven't even touched on Zion and Brandon Ingram here. Zion, of course, 37 points. Um, sorry, not 37 points, 28 points on 14 shots and BI with 23 points on 17 shots. That's good. You saw really efficient games from both of them. Both of them are just kind of doing their thing and what they're great at and shows that they can grow. And in particular in this game, and that's who I want to focus on first, Zion looked really, really good. This might be his best game of the season. 28 points on 14 shots is unbelievably efficient. And he did that while only getting to the line just four times. Usually if you see that sort of efficiency, it's a guy getting to the free throw line 10 to 15 times. But Zion was 12 of 14 in this game. That is exactly what you want to see. He came out firing in the first, faded away a little bit during the second, but really helped this team close the game out. Seven rebounds for him, too, and also six assists. The six assists are really where he's taken a step forward in terms of playmaking. He realizes that teams that he's the focal point, that teams are really going to key on him, and they do with three or four guys at times. And he's willing to try and find his teammates and make the right play. And by doing that, he's going to elevate everyone around him because there is going to be open shooters because he has so much court gravity around him or backdoor cutters, which he found a lot too. So these type of games from him do show some growth, some evolution of his playing style, which is exactly what you want to see. This doesn't happen if probably if Kyra Lewis Jr. is out there, if Jackson Hayes is out there. So when I said the Pelicans need to make some changes, they did. And then you can pick the two ways to go. They chose this one. And maybe that's the way of developing Zion the most. He was good in this one. Also, defensively, probably the better one of the better games that we've seen him play um, with this team. He, he was just good on that side of the ball. Pretty much everyone was good on defense. Whoever played significant minutes in this one, holding the Suns to just 101 points, limiting Devin Booker to 25 points on 20 shots, which isn't nearly that efficient. And that was due to a lot of the really good basketball in this one that Lonzo Ball played. We'll touch on him next before hitting the break here. He was good in this game too. Like he was just good. I'm not really going to knock anything he did. He held Devin Booker to 11 points in this game, four of seven shooting, so the percentage is high. But look, just limiting him like that, denying him the ball because you had clamps on him like Lonzo Ball did in this one, was a really good defensive performance. He was seven of 13 from the field, four of seven from three. If he hits four threes, I don't really care what else he does on offense. And you saw times when he was aggressive. That's what you need to see more consistently from him. But we're seeing it, I think, maybe tick up just a slight bit. So maybe having his name in trade rumors did motivate him a little bit. Six rebounds, one assist. Doesn't need the assist when Zion's slinging the ball like he did, when Brandon Ingram's slinging the ball like he did. And overall, just kind of fit as a complimentary player in this game. It was a big part of why the Pelicans won. So we'll get into the rest of the game here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and always reliably low. Seriously, they offer the lowest prices possible rather than just changing the prices based off of what the market will bear. 
They're also going to have lots of different parts available for your car for the same thing. I just ordered a bunch of brake pads. I don't need the super high performance uh, race brake pads, but at the same point, I don't want like the cheapest ones that maybe make me a little bit nervous. So I picked the middle of the road brake pads. Still cheap, but you can kind of choose the price option that you want. They have everything you could need for your car, whether it's just um, specific parts. I have parts laying all around my house, which hopefully it'll be warm enough to go work back on in a couple of days. But also if you're looking for just motor oil, if you just want a car detailing kit, brushes, different things like that, check them out too because it's going to be cheaper than going into any of those chain stores. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. So back to the Pelicans 123-101 win, probably their best victory of the season over the Phoenix Suns. And look, if this is what they want to do, it's what they want to do. Well, I want to see more of Kyra, um, certainly maybe less of, of Jackson Hayes. If they want to win, if they want to keep making Zion look like this and be this good, along with Brandon Ingram, who we're going to talk about here in a second, I'm not really complaining either. One, wins are wins. They're fun. They feel good, right? I think everyone's in a bit of a better mood today after a game like this. And when you see Zion kind of reach that full potential around him, the team was making shots enough around him. There's enough shooting around him. And he kind of realized when the team focused in on him to go make plays. It's great. Like he's he's the guy. That's the future of the team, the franchise cornerstone, along with BI to some degree too. Mainly, you know, about the same degree, I guess. So you want to see him excel like this, and having kind of that really good performance, both offensively and defensively too. Which look, that had been a big problem for New Orleans before. Also in this game, Brandon Ingram, twenty three points on seventeen shots, two of five from deep, seven of seven from the line, four rebounds, six assists from him. As as well so trying to be more of that playmaker we saw a lot of this from him early on in the season and I've seen some you can call them takes uh, that Zion and B.I. probably can't coexist. One, it's been 43 games, 42 games for Zion just in the NBA in general. It's not enough time to make decisions about this. But a game like this shows you they absolutely can. When you get a combined 51 points out of both of them, this team will go pretty far. I don't know what else they're supposed to really do unless you want them to combine for like 60 or 70, which let's be realistic, two guys scoring 30 here in this New Orleans offense, probably not going to happen. Six assists, though, showing you the playmaking that he can do. And some, one of those games where it was, okay, I'm going to let the game kind of come to me and not try and do a little bit too much, which he, at times he's done this year. And when he's getting some help from the rest of the team, because every starter played quality minutes. Steven Adams, quality minutes in there. I thought Eric Bledsoe, uh, quality minutes as well. And so when you get quality minutes from everyone in the starting lineup, everyone's going to look a little bit better. It's going to make life easier. You get a win, and then you're going to see B.I. do that kind of point forward type of thing that he's done, which he also did in L.A. too. The biggest the biggest news between Zion and Brandon Ingram, by the way, zero assists, or not zero assists, zero turnovers combined. Zero Neither had one. You played that style of under control basketball. Again, letting the game come to you while, instead of trying to force things. I know it's a cliche, but it applies here. You're going to do really, really well. And that's what the Pelicans did. Stan Van Gundy after the game basically said, this game's a blueprint for us going forward. This is what we want to do. Sound defense. 
Smart passing and efficient offense. That's what they did in this game. Steven Adams back in the lineup. Um, not the best shooting night. Two, uh, four of ten, but thirteen rebounds, including eight on the offensive glass, giving the Pelicans second chance opportunities. He finished with eleven points. Eric Bledsoe four of seven from the field, three of six from deep, eleven points. Look, he makes three threes. Lonzo Ball makes four threes. I know that combines to seven, and they each had seven against the Milwaukee Bucks, but that's a pretty good number. The Pelicans can live with that. They'll take that, and you're going to see this team do well enough so all of the starters played impactful minutes JJ Redick was impactful off the bench Willie Hernan Gomez just didn't tank the team with bad center play which is an upgrade from what we had seen before you had Nikhil Alexander Walker in 20 minutes of action really get out there and not shoot well he was 0 for 5 from 3 and his shooting's really been poor this season I think but overall he's still giving the team what they need which is trying to be a scoring punch off the bench and the team won like this was a very, very good performance from them. Little tweaks to the lineup, getting Jackson Hayes out there, getting Willie Hernan Gomez back in, getting good JJ Redick minutes back in there. All of that equated to a win over a Suns team that had been pretty good. A Suns team that had just beaten the Dallas Mavericks, who also won last night. But I want to look at the Dallas Mavericks coming up here in the next segment of Locked On Pelicans. I want to compare the two situations going forward. Would you rather be the Pelicans? Zion, B.I., and everything else, even if this season is is a bit of a struggle? Or would you rather be the Dallas Mavericks with, you know, who was the preseason MVP pick in Luka Doncic? Let's look at that coming up here in the next segment of Locked on Pelicans. So before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl is here in like days. You're going to bet on it. I know you are. You're going to have fun with all the prop bets. Again, I already picked um, who I'm betting on, who, what I'm betting on when it comes to the coin flip, which is always just a fun, easy one. I also like whether it's going to be a run or a pass is the first play of the game. So if you want to get in on the action, there's only one place that has you covered in one place that I trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You're already a winner. You want a free bet already, basically, because by just signing up and making a deposit. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts today's episode is also brought to you by cbdmd the holidays are finally behind us which means it's time to catch up on some much needed sleep and even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done our good friends at cbdmd have exactly what you need to sleep harder and the nba media is sleeping on deandre hunter cbd pm blends 500 milligrams of high quality cbd with melatonin valerian root chamomile and other sleep promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid and if you want to relax a little bit before bed their new cbd bath salts you superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxurious experience and are available in lavender and eucalyptus scents as well as soothing nighttime blends with melatonin and calming herbs. I use CBD for my dog. She's super high stress, freaks out all the time. I give her one of the CBD treats. She chills out, just seems to be a little bit better. It's only going to be a good thing for her that she's not as stressed out as much, so that's awesome. So to make this even easier to get your year started off right, CBD MD is offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code MBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code MBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. 
When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source and more people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Like my personal go-to, basically all of my draft stuff is built around anything he says. Same for waiver wire pickups. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. So I want to take a quick look at the Dallas Mavericks and their situation. This was a team that everyone maybe had solidly in the playoffs, better than the Pelicans, right? But they're sitting really just one game better than New Orleans. They're nine and twelve. The Pelicans are eight. Or sorry, they're nine and thirteen. The Pelicans are eight and twelve. I got one more win in the win column, one more loss in the loss column, and they seem to really be struggling. They were on a five-game losing streak recently until they won last night over the Atlanta Hawks on the road, a good win for them. And you've seen them just not be nearly as good as advertised or nearly as good as people thought they would have been. They had the number one offense in the league last year. They have the 19th best offense this season. 19th best defense too. It's it's not good, right? Solidly in uh, just outside the bottom third of everything in the league. They're led by Luka Doncic, who was kind of the preseason MVP pick, was my preseason MVP pick, and he's playing well. 27 points per game, 9.6 assists, 8.9 rebounds. That's really good. Do they have a ton else? And so when you look at the kind of future of this franchise, one that was thought to be on the upswing and one that people give a lot of the benefit of the doubt to, and I'll explain why that is in a second, you know, is their situation honestly that much better than New Orleans when you look at how bad they've been this season, when you look at kind of all of the players there on the roster? I'm not entirely sure. Kristaps Porzingis has kind of been up and down since his tenure started there in uh, Dallas with the Mavericks and you could maybe argue depending on what happens this season if the Knicks kind of ended up winning that trade he's averaging 19 points per game eight eight and a half rebounds but he doesn't look like the same kind of guy he seems to have lost a lot of the lateral quickness he doesn't elevate nearly as much and when you have the type of injuries that he has at the size that he has those are always a real significant long-term concern like he has more injury concern going forward than Zion Williamson does by a whole lot. When their third when your third best player is Tim Hardaway, I don't know if I'm all that excited about a team in their potential future. And the future is where I think the most interesting thing is because they can't trade a draft pick till 2027. Or they can't do it in an in-season trade until 2027. They own their pick um, in 2022, this pick goes to the New York Knicks no matter what. And then in 2023, it's owed to the Knicks depending on where it falls. And then it kicks down the line to 24 or 25 depending on that. So until that 2023 pick is settled, they can't trade their 2024 or 2025 pick. And then they have their own in 2026 and their own in 2027. But because they potentially might owe a pick in 2025, they can't trade the 2026 pick. They can't trade their pick two drafts from now because of all of the owed rules and you can't owe two draft picks in in consecutive years. So when you look at their future, how do they kind of upgrade? They're not necessarily going to have a ton of cap space, though they can clear some out and get some people off of the books. But I was recently tweeted at by a Mavs fan who basically said something like, let's trade, it would be Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams to the Mavericks in exchange for just like three random players that basically saves the Pelicans like $13 million next year. And I said, what's the point of this? 
And Nick Angstad, host of the Locked On Mavs podcast, basically was like, no, it's just like shuffling random players around. When Dallas fans are at the point where they just want to shuffle random players around, which is a move I hate doing, just moving something to move something, I don't think is, is hugely smart or impactful. But when you hit that point, when you're like desperate enough to, you know, shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic, that saying, then you know you've kind of you may have hit rock bottom as a as a fan base as a team. And so when you look at the future of this Mavericks team, I don't know how much they're supposed to improve. They don't have camp space to go out and get a star. They don't have future draft picks to include in a trade. So I don't think they have a chance at getting a guy like Bradley Beal. You know, when Tim Hardaway Jr. is the best player you're sending out, I'm not really sure about that. I don't think they're going to end up trading Maxi Kleba. He's actually a decent player for them, and I don't think that's gonna, he's going to go anywhere, and I think they want to keep him. So really, what do they, do they do? And I'm not sure that if they can't improve internally, I don't know if they can do a whole lot with this roster. So when you look at the Pelicans' tons of picks, B.I. and Zion at least maybe being a better 1-2 overall than Luka and Porzingis, given how Porzingis has looked this year, you should feel pretty good about the Pelicans' situation to, compared to the Dallas Mavericks. And then you get into kind of the way the media is giving the Dallas Mavericks a break. This is a history thing. I've seen people complain about that. I've had a couple of friends text me about it too. But when you have a team that, one, has a title, has made the playoffs consistently, somewhat, you get the benefit of the doubt versus a team that doesn't. And look, it's it's new ownership. Gail Benson is different than Tom Benson, different than George Shin in the NBA before that. But the Pelicans still haven't built up that track record. And I think that's why you see people kind of crap on the team. You know, I can't say they're wrong. I can't say this team necessarily deserves the benefit of the doubt that a lot of other franchises get. But when you really objectively look at the Dallas Mavericks here, I'm not too sure I really want to be in their shoes going forward. Look, I'll, I'll take having Luka Doncic on my team. But when you kind of look at it, that really just might be it to some degree. And so I wonder how much room they have to grow. Maybe some. Maybe Porzingis starts looking like the unicorn again. But... I don't quite see it. He's not a bad player, don't get me wrong, but he's not kind of that all-star, you know, all-NBA pairing that they were hoping to put alongside Luka Doncic, and he hasn't been good defensively. So, I don't know. I kind of still pick the Pelicans situation over the situation going on with the Dallas Mavericks, even if they have Luka. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Blue Nile. The 1010 Collection is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced in Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. Thank you all for listening, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.